listeners, and welcome to another footnote episode of the Fantasy Animation Podcast. I'm Alex Sargent. And I'm Chris Holiday. We're fresh off talking about the Dark Crystal, Chris. We are. And we were having that perennial bait, um, debate um, afterwards about whether puppets are animation and whether they're not. We've sort of done it on the podcast in the past in previous episodes. See Muppet Christmas Carol, see the Dark Crystal. But we thought we'd do a footnote on puppetry just to... Like, really just sort of give ourselves 10 minutes to think this thing through. Yes, And think yes. about the links between puppetry, between animation, but also between yeah. uh, fantasy. So if we're going over some ground we've already covered, hey, repetition is a form of learning. Yes. Um, if it, if it, uh, but we'll try and kind for, of... Um, for for listeners and for us as well. <laughs> us. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Okay. Well, yes. So, yes. No, I was going to say, have you started the... I haven't not, started the timer yet. No, well, no, no. Well, no, follow, no. The, follow the... the. Um, but how are we going to do this? Am I going to... I'm going to talk us... Try and talk us through... Yeah, because I think there the are links two... links between puppetry and sort of fantasy's origins. So yes. I'll try and do the history of puppetry up until about... Well, up until the birth of animation. Well, or... Or the continuation of puppetry, we shall see. But, well, I uh, think there's a, there's a kind of historical quality to this that allows us to talk about fantasy and animation's relationship to, to puppetry. And then there's a kind of theoretical, you know, puppetry as theoretical problem. How yep. how does puppetry fit or not fit with definitions of animation, given puppetry in its sort of Punch and Judy isn't frame by frame, so Muppets isn't frame by frame, so Dark Crystal isn't frame by frame, so... How does that fit with animation, links to motion capture? So there's lots of little bits and bobs that we could pick out. Um, where should we start? Well, why don't we do this way? I'm going to start the timer. Yes. Give me five minutes to get us to uh, uh, the, the birth of animation, and we'll do that, and then we'll swap it over. We'll baton-like pass sure. uh, in the middle of the pop footnote. Okay, so I'm starting the timer now. Yeah, so origins of puppetry. So, uh, so we've spoken before about the origins of fantasy rooted in kind of uh, medieval folkloric culture, peasant culture, carnival culture, turning the world upside down, fates, uh, pageants, as well as kind of oral storytelling traditions, okay? Yeah. So puppetry, as in literally sticking a figure on your hand and, and animating objects that way and pretending that the, these still objects are coming to life was a key part of all this kind of magicalist, spiritualist, folkloric practice. Mm -hmm. Villages would, as well as putting on pageants, fates, plays, they would put on puppet performances. These performances would be um, sometimes religious, sometimes it would be a kind of an acting of spirits, um, and sometimes deliberately kind of fantastical stories that were told for the amusement of the villagers using puppets as the kind of embodiment of these fantastical uh, figures. This could literally be like Punch and Judy. Punch and Judy has traditions in, in this in this route. Mm -hmm. uh, Reynard the Fox, uh, these kind of old mythic uh, medieval folk stories of tricksters and things like that. These all were often told or brought to life uh, through puppetry. So the link between fantasy and puppetry is kind of rooted from the DNA of what on earth fantasy is. Yep. Before we even get the Grimm's writing down folk stories or George MacDonald trying to create his own folk stories in the sort of 17th century, we have a culture of the phantasmagoria, as um, Marina Warner might say, a sort of historian and theorist of, of, of fairy and fantasy, um, that in which puppetry and puppet displays are, are writ large within that culture. So, so the puppet has inherently been part of the story of fantasy since its very birth, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's sort of what we need to know in terms of its relationship to fantasy. I guess what starts to complicate it is 
is therefore, the question I guess I therefore ask with that baggage going on in my head is, is the desire to express fantasy through modern day animation techniques mm -hmm. a continuation of the desire to express fantasy through puppets? Are we actually seeing a, a continuation of that, but with different technologies? Or does something change when we get the birth of these kind of frame-by-frame yeah, optical illusions. So it's yeah, so it's a funny one because actually puppet animation sort of slips a little bit under the well the idea of uh, the idea of puppet animation slips a little bit under the radar the idea of animation and puppetry because if you look at histories of animation and puppetry it sort of is also the history of stop motion that stop motion is, or puppet animation mm -hmm. is a form of stop motion that just uses puppets to move. So it would take a Punch and Judy puppet yes. and it would move that frame by frame and record that and make a stop motion film but it's classed as puppet animation because the object being moved is not an object at all. It is a recognisably humanoid puppet. So puppet animation and stop motion have this sort of really interesting kind of set of set of relationships yeah. that I don't I don't kind of fully understand because they're often used synonymously. Um, the way that I've encountered puppetry is probably most notably through motion capture, which we've talked about many, many times and will continue to talk about many, many times. Um, motion capture is a form of digital puppetry um, because the human is the control and it's creating yeah. an object that is recognizably human. Um, and so puppetry and animation, again, have this... So that's, should we break this down? Yeah, minute, go. So we've got... So basically, almost all definitions of animation have this what we call frame-by-frame frame component. Yes. And what that, what that means is, is that the animation, the illusion of life, is created sort of in between the gaps between frames. Yes. Is that... Like, yes, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, like a yeah, flipbook. Yeah. Like a flipbook. Okay, fine. So, um, so I guess the the problem with does pu are puppets, as in like you know Punch and Judy puppets. Yes. The Muppets. Yes. Are these animation? Is that it? Seems like they don't have that frame. By no, frame they don't. Component. No, they, they don't, don't have that frame. By frame. Let's just be. Let's be blunt. They they're don't not, have that. They're not they moving are incrementally. They are pro filmic objects filmed in the same way that actors are filmed when they perform or sets yes. are filmed when they are, are yes. performed. Yes, yes, yes. To me, the problem with that, therefore, is that is that definition is that definition of animation good enough to encompass? Good, well, is it good enough? Is the, for the well, first yeah, problem. that's true. Because I guess there are two ways I would challenge it. The first is that we could challenge it through the modern, and the second we could challenge it through like through just the kind of celluloid thing. So the modern attack would be. Does computer animation have a frame-by-frame? Frame yes, I remember you asking me that upon publication of my book, so thanks for that. It's not even animation, though, is it? No. Um, so, yes, that's one way of thinking about it. So, What's the other one? Because so, that's murky, isn't it? I yes. don't think it necessarily does have that. And the other is we could do the kind of Alan Cholodenko approach, which is, um, well, live-action is therefore animation because live action, the movement of live action is created through a flipbook of still images. So yes. exactly the same thing that we're describing in animation it's true of live action. Yes, yes, that's true. Um, and that's why, yeah, debates around medium specificity don't work because animation and live action are the same medium. The medium is film. Yes. It is recorded onto film and therefore right. that makes them both... Fine. So so that makes me go, that, that cannot be the definition of animation then, frame by frame. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe all animation scholars uh, are, um, are now shouting at uh, the podcast, in which case you can email Chris. Uh, his king's address is freely available and he'll be delighted to respond to all of them. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I would say that's not, that's not, that's too brittle a definition then. What we're talking about is some kind of 
culture of the drawn or or of the that film brings to life. Mm -hmm. That would be my kind of broader definition, right? So um, images, drawings. I mean, what's the Norm McLaren definition of anima of animation? It's not the uh, objects that move. It's uh, the art of movements that are drawn. Yeah. Okay. So why can't puppetry fit within that? So. Well, yes, you're, and I think that's why certainly and certainly scholars of animation, on the one hand, have become quite preoccupied with defining animation as a way of fitting lots of things that they think animation should be into a broad enough definition. Um, it's why then scholars like Suzanne Buchan talk about animation in this pervasive, quite um, uh, what's the word, uh, quite imposing way. If animation is sort of everywhere, then it's sort of quite difficult to define in these in these ways. It's also why on the third third sense is that scholars like Tom Gunning and we've mentioned this have talked about actually it's it's just movement that should be at the root of animation and therefore that would allow puppets to be included because it's the art of movement it's the illusion of motion and it's the illusion of life the illusion of life bits more important than the frame by frame but, they, but again they, but then why wouldn't cinema included within that would be my question because I don't really want to include cinema. I'm not, I'm not really of that school of thought. I think there's something different going on when Mickey Mouse walks across the screen than when Buster Keaton does. Yes, that's you know, yes. I think that's the that's the live action animation. What is that difference? Um, is what I think we're trying to articulate. Yeah, and and also how then a consideration of puppetry as this quite ambivalent and amorphous links to stop motion there is there is such a thing as you know two, 2d puppets that are these created um I, i'd argue that the characters in south park are um when they were yeah, yeah. they are they are puppets when they were cut out animation they were kind of puppets with moving limbs and armatures and things like this and when they're now created digitally they are digital puppets so puppetry is often used to describe character based that's that's i suppose that's the other thing puppet animation character based um i don't know why live action isn't included, but it's interesting that puppetry starts to open out some of these complex genealogical um, uh, collisions between animation and photography yeah. that maybe allow us to think, well, maybe maybe animation is this kind of, in the Cholodenko sense, the supramedium out of which live action is one. Animation is a state of, of life and of movement and of, of kind of soul and all this kind of stuff, and live action is one way of doing it and so forth. Yes, but I guess the problem is, okay, so what's the other way of doing it? Because they all seem to be collapsing in on themselves in that kind of Derridaian <laughs> uh, post-structuralist uh, kind of, of way of thinking. But, I mean, I guess my, my final thing, and then we can cite some books to kind of help other people think through this, would be that if we're going to talk about puppets as animation, and I'm on the school of thought that we should, mm -hmm. what we should do, therefore, is talk about the filmic... You know, the same way we could say, kind of crudely, that a cell animation is a, is a filmed flipbook very crudely, mm -hmm. right? Why can't we talk about, and therefore to talk about a cell animation is to talk about what the filmic element of filming the flipbook does that a flipbook can't do. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. You know, Snow White isn't, I mean, I know it's not the same, but you know what I mean? Like early drawings are not flipbooks. There's something about the fact it's mediated through a camera that adds something to the image. Why can't we do that with puppet films? There's something about the fact that Kermit the Frog is filmed that's different to a live puppet performer. Mm-hmm. So why can't we talk about that kind of filmic element? And by talking about that filmic element, that's where the animation comes in. Um, the camera is animating 
Kermit the Frog mm. in the same way it's animating Snow White. I feel like I want to. Men- I'm not going to mention Aura because we haven't got time for for, for discussions of the sure. auratic. But yes, I suppose no, another footnote. Right, making a note. We're going to do Aura. Or we should do Aura. Um, Good law. We're going to have fun with that. It may be go. You will. It may be go. That it may be something that goes back to kind of yeah, early film theorists talking about your your photogenie and all these sorts of these these qualities of of things that are being filmed mm-hmm. um and what that what what that act of filming does to the transforming of the aesthetic experience of movie. I don't know enough about this um but yeah. I think yes I think you're right there is something different between watching Kermit the Frog live than watching it record watching him recorded and I don't know what that 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 gap that interval that hesitation if you will i don't know what sure. that i don't know, i've used it incorrectly but but that that sort of chasm between those two i don't that needs to reconcile but actually what what is interesting is how puppetry thinking about puppetry's kind of a vexed relationship to categories of animation raises bigger questions one around the definition of animation and its suitability to encompass if everything's animation then kind of nothing is Yay! in the classic sense and um how it complicates the sort of high, the received hierarchical relationship between animation and photography, and then the specifics of what to animate something is versus what what to yeah. film something is, very complex. We've given no answers. So let's give an answer: yes or no. Is is puppets animation? Yes. Yes. Okay, done. Uh, we could have done that and saved ourselves ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, I have some book recommendations very quickly. Yes, if go you want to know more about the kind of the pre-filmed history of the puppet, um, as I say, Phantasmagoria by Marina Warner is a pretty good book on the kind of brawler folkloric culture. And then two books about puppets specifically: Victoria Nelson's *The Secret Life of Puppets* uh, and Kenneth Gross's *Puppet* and *Essay ah, on yes. Life*. That's a really great kind of theoretical attempt. Yeah, I'd only throw in one more. John Bell's edit- John Bell has written a lot on performing objects, and he has a book called *American Puppet Modern*. Which is worth reading. That wasn't one I was going to suggest. His other one is an edited collection: puppets, masks, and performing objects. So how we perform with different kinds of whether it's scrolls or tapestries, or one can perform with lots of different objects. We can make objects perform, and they function therefore as as puppets. We're so. off to record a four-hour footnote on aura, which we're going to whittle <laughs> down for ten minutes in just a second, um, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.